This is Valley Edition. I'm Kathleen Schock. While working as an elementary school teacher in the Central Valley, Marie Casau was disturbed by how her fellow educators taught Indigenous history to their students. So after earning a master's degree in education from Fresno State, she created a curriculum of resources for teachers looking to challenge stereotypes about Native Americans in their classrooms. I spoke with Casau about the project. My understanding is that this work was inspired by your experiences as an elementary school teacher. Can you share a little bit about that? So I just kind of saw that there was still just a lot of stereotypes and just a lot of issues um, amongst, at least in the elementary school sector, I can't speak for other sectors, uh, but working with high school students as native students as well, they also expressed to me that their teachers um, and other students would say inappropriate things to them as well. And so I just kind of felt like I want to do something about it, but I can't really do it in the capacity of, you know, teaching full time, let's say. So that got me thinking like, you know, maybe I should go back and get a master's degree. You know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how Indigenous culture is handled traditionally in the classroom and in textbooks and in curriculum. Yeah, I mean, teaching in the state of California, at least I can't necessarily speak for other states, uh, but yes, there is a lack of content. Um, A lot of the content is, you know, prior to the 1800s, um, some early 1900s things, but not really. Um, They don't really go into modern day contexts. Um, And they did try to kind of amend this um, with an addition they had to the historical standards when they were revamping them. Instead of releasing all new standards, they kind of released something instead to be like, here, look at this. Here's some gaps you might want to address. And that does mention the American Indian movement and other more modern movements within the last hundred years. But what teacher is going to go out of their way to look for this extra piece and then actually implement it? So I feel like we're going in a right direction, but there's still just a lot of unaddressed issues. Like today, I actually saw a video of a teacher down in Southern California just doing the craziest thing. Um, She decided in order to teach a math concept, she was going to put on a paper headband and uh, just start singing in front of her class, doing whoops and war chant, you know, all the stereotypical stuff, getting on tables and then talking about these mystical stones. And this just happened. (laughs) Oh, my word. And these kinds of things happen all the time. So clearly, (laughs) you know, it's something that's not being understood or not addressed that teachers themselves are the ones doing this. They're the ones dressing up as cowboys and Indians. They're the ones even here in the Valley. We have pioneer days when and talking about Oklahoma land runs. I'm like, we're in California. (laughs) Why? Why do we have TP set up here? Like there's a tribe right here up the hill. (laughs) So there's just, I think, a lot of gaps and the teachers don't aren't being taught when they grow through the education system. So then they perpetuate these stereotypes. They're not being taught in their uh, teaching programs how to address, you know, native students. So I think it's just a lot of a lot of things need to change, essentially. 
what you describe in schools just reminds me of what we see throughout our society, what we see certainly in our media with Native stories, you know, where so many rely on either stereotypical images of Indigenous people or position them as figures that only existed in the past. Exactly. And Museums, I think, are trying, some museums are doing well and trying to change, but, you know, you take a trip to a museum and what do you see? Everything about the Native um, histories of the area, let's say, are all written in past tense. They used to do this. They lived here. They did that. And a lot of things are still kind of highlighted in a primitive manner. And then we have movies, spaghetti westerns and different things that kind of put it in this cultural identity when you know, we have people who are essentially doing red face in a lot of old Hollywood films, and they perpetuated a lot of these Hollywood Indian essential stereotypes that are still proliferate today, especially in our mascots all over. Lots of schools have mascots, even even here in the Valley. So yeah, it's just a big issue. And it's, it's really hard to educate adults. So at least if we can get to students <laughs> and teach them, you know, natives are still around, you know, their communities everywhere, especially displaced, like urban natives, um, natives, of course, who got assimilated. So they are no longer tied to their communities anymore through no fault of their own through the foster care system. You know, you have the boarding school. That's been a big issue that's come to light from Canada and here in the U.S., um, still finding bodies of students who attended boarding schools. There's all these things going on, and it's one of those things where it's such a big undertaking, and there's people that want to learn, and they're open to learning, but then there's a lot of people that are just like, it's in the past, get over it, and it's like, no, it's still happening. (laughs) Right, right. Well, let's talk about some of the work that you're involved with to reverse these ideas that are, are, are perpetuating uh, our education system. Tell me about this curriculum that you're working on developing. As you went about curating material to be used in the classroom, what were you looking for? You know, I started kind of curating links and different uh, things you could do to figure out, well, whose territory do you live on? Who, you know, is the tribe federally recognized, state recognized? You know, those are the first steps to trying to figure out, well, where are you? Why, why isn't there a tribal group in your area? Maybe they got displaced or maybe a mission system basically, you know, took them out of that area, especially in California. For some reason, we love doing the missions in fourth grade um, and we love kind of glorifying the mission system. And I feel like we also have to acknowledge the good with the bad, you know, depending on what side you're on, let's say that, you know, we ripped children from their homes and essentially told them or, you know, whole communities and forced them into kind of slavery, basically, to build these missions. And so we can't, you know, we have to acknowledge both sides of that. So that's talking about the past. But then also in California, you know, we had the American Indian movement, like we had an occupation at Alcatraz, like, we had a lot of things, it was illegal to practice any sort of religious spirituality type things for indigenous people up until the 70s. And people don't realize that there are a lot of laws that went on for a lot longer than other cultural, you know, other groups. And so I feel like those are the kinds of things that need to be talked on and need to be stressed. 
So how has this work informed your thoughts about what needs to change in order to improve the educational outcomes for Native students? I think, especially in the U.S., with teacher preparation programs, there should be some sort of class just dedicated to talking about Native history, because no matter where you are, you know, in North America or just anywhere in the world, there was an Indigenous group that inhabited it. And because, like I said, there's a lot of displaced and urban Natives that may not know too much about their past because of, you know, all this historical trauma and displacement and assimilation that went on. So I feel like teacher prep programs are really need to revamp, be revamped because those are the teachers coming out with the credentials and then going into these schools. And then also, if you look at statistics, pretty much Native students across the board, you know, compared to other ethnic groups, they have some of the highest dropout rates, highest suicide rates, highest rates of depression. They have like all these staggering rates. But because it's such a small population, they're usually seen as statistically insignificant. So and I've interacted personally with teachers that have told me to my face um, when I was talking on behalf of high school students that essentially, oh, they'll be fine. They'll just go, you know, they're going to be helped by their casino money. They're just going to get money and they'll just live on the res and it's okay. Like, And I've had other teachers just blatantly tell me like, I need to help the other students because they basically they think every native gets a free, you know, free ride to whatever, like that they just get all these handouts. So they feel like, well, I got to help the other students because they they don't have that, you know, saving, you know, hand. And it's just kind of like it's such a weird mentality, but I've heard it from multiple (laughs) multiple teachers throughout my career, or like I've heard it, you know, just offhand people talk about how they got their ancestry test and now they're native. And the first thing you hear from everyone in the room is like, Ooh, can I start getting a check now? And just like, wow. Yeah. And it's just something that you think, Oh, that can't be happening, but it does happen, you know? And how can you humanize natives when they're still seen as mascots or Halloween costumes or this cute little Thanksgiving project? Well, I've been talking with Marie Casau, Program Officer with the American Indian Science and Engineering Society. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me.